one instant, every everything made sense. Everybody's just doing their best. I got Eternal Paradise on sale for 50% off. Alright, good afternoon. Welcome to Granola and Gunpowder. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm normally joined by the lovely Victoria. But um, we... You just have me today. So, if you want to know why, go back and listen to some old episodes. Um, so, last episode, I was talking about ego and self-love. And, you know, there was a paradox there where your ego and thinking that the world revolved around you um, could cause some big problems in your life. But you need to learn to love yourself. That's uh, fundamentally important to having a happy life. Um, and if you don't love yourself, then we figure out why and do something about it. But everybody, pretty much in their current form, um, should be capable of Appreciating themselves and loving themselves and, um, you know, being happy with who they are. And if you're not, it really doesn't, it's not going to have anything to do with you. It's your perspective. Um, either you're comparing yourself to other people, which is silly, because they didn't live your life and you didn't live their life. You know, they're not you. So, there's only one you. And, uh, you know, you're you're a special person. Everybody's special. Everybody is, uh, what is this, all men are created equal. Um, and it hit me, I've kind of solved that paradox, I think, between self-love and ego. Um... You know, your ego is thinking that you're more important than everybody else and that the world revolves around you, which it most certainly does not. Um, it seems like it does, you know. I mean, you know, you're, you know, you, you're, you were all you know, so it's kind of a natural thing to, um, perceive the world from this central spot where you're at, and it seems like the world's revolving around you. But it's not. You know, um, as you back out and take a larger view, you know, you realize there's everybody else. So, yeah, that's the difference. Ego is thinking that um, you're more important than everybody else, and everything revolves around you. And loving yourself is realizing that nobody else is more important than you are. 
So you're not more important than anybody else, but nobody else is more important than you. So if you can find that middle ground and stay there, that's where uh, that's where you need to be. You know, there's there's nobody else out there that's more important than you are. However, don't forget that uh, yeah, you're not more important than anybody else either. So, um, yeah, that seemed to fit. That that seemed right once I uh, kind of put that into words. And I and I told everybody at the beginning of the last podcast, I, you know, a lot of these concepts. I I had this weird thing happen to me recently when I was on this ship, and um, I was trying to explain it to my best friend Toby, and. Um, I'm gonna have to wait till I get home, but the easiest I can explain it is: imagine in one instant, every everything made sense. Every relationship you ever had, um, every hurt feeling you ever had, all the guilt you ever had, um. The joy you ever had, love, everything, every, everything made sense and everything came together at like one instant. I don't know how to explain that, but um, when it all hit me and it was like this light bulb came on, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I had to sit down, it like hit me like, I don't know, it shook me. And, um, and all of a sudden, um, I was able to kind of see things from everybody else's perspective and I almost instantaneously was kind of able to forgive everybody that I had perceived had done me wrong. And I say perceived because that's very important because that's all part of it. And that was kind of like part of this revelation is that. um, So I'm going to talk about forgiveness um, because I think. That's like a really, really fundamental part of also um, being happy. And also, you know, being able to maintain relationships with other people. Obviously, if you can't forgive um, you know, resentment builds up and builds up and pretty soon, um, you know, all the little things that somebody had done wrong in your opinion, um, or as, you know, as you perceive them, um, they, you know, build up to where, you know, obviously you don't want a relationship with that person anymore and you don't want to be around them. It's like, God, you're not my friend. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Um, and, you know, you can have resentment and, you know, you hold on to it for a long time and, um, it can really, you know, obviously it's going to affect, you know, your relationships with the person that you're resentful towards. Um, you know, I've had certain members of my family where, you know, I felt like they, uh, Whatever they didn't treat me the way they should have treated me, 
and I resented it. And because of that, you know, I don't have a, a really good relationship with those people. But what hit me kind of all at once was this revelation that we're, everybody's just doing their best. And you really can't judge anybody for the shit that they did. And when I say judge them, I mean classify them as a bad person. And you say, whoa, 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 you know, we're talking about murderers. We're talking about, you know, pedophiles. Yes, I'm talking about everybody. Um, because when people do something wrong, especially when it's against us, you know, we get our feelings hurt. You know, how could you do that? We're looking at it from our perspective. And we got to realize, like, everybody's just in the same boat. Everybody's trying to take care of their own needs and um, the best they can. And their life and their perception of reality is is their own. It, it, you have no idea what it's like to be them. You really don't. We don't have any idea what it's like to be anybody else. Um, you know, I thought about, you know, these people that have done these terrible things and how, how would it be possible to forgive them or, you know, to realize that they're not bad people. And, um, you know, A, you didn't live their life. Um, but also you don't know their reality. And when I say their reality, it's like how they perceive the world. So, you know, for instance, I'm trying to see if I can come up with something that makes sense. But um, imagine uh, I grew up and, and I had an abusive mother. And all she did was, um, you know, tear me down and uh, ridicule me and, you know, physically abusive, emotionally abusive. And that was how. I perceived women because, you know, that was obviously the, A, the predominant, you know, my experience with women uh, starts with your mother. Um, not only that, but your mom is going to supposed to be the one person that, um, you know, your parents are supposed to love you unconditionally. Those are supposed to be the, you know, the, the people that you can actually count on to love you. I mean, they should be naturally disposed or predisposed to love you. So imagine if I had that, this this mother that was abusive, and, you know, for 18 years of my life, she put me through hell. Um, You know, I, there's no way, really, for me, if I grew up in a normal, loving household, there's no way for me to wrap my head around what it's like to be that person and how he perceives all the other women he's going to run into for the rest of his life. You know, um, and you look at these serial killers and like people that do really, really horrible shit. And most of it's pretty obvious, like why they were fucked up. And we all have to realize that 
if we were born them and lived their life, we would likely just be, or we would be just as fucked up as they were. Um, you know, I don't want to say we don't have free will, because we most certainly do. But at the same time, we are somewhat products of our, or no, we are, we're not somewhat, we are, we're products of our, A, our DNA. Um, there's a lot of that that's, you know, pre-programmed. And then your environment. Um, and if you put the DNA and the environment together, you're going to come out with a certain output. And that's just the way it is. And you say, well, how the hell can anybody, what makes, how can you rise above that? Right. You know, what, what, what gives you free, you know, how can you change? How can you become one person and then become a better person? Whatever. And we all want to become the best person we can be. So um, the answer to that is you are in control somewhat of how you see the world. It's kind of a somewhat of a choice. Um, if you choose to believe that everybody's bad and everybody's out to get you, and it's every man for himself, then that's going to be your world. If you believe that, um, you know, everybody is somewhat inherently good. I don't see people aren't good or bad. People are just people. And, you know, for the most part, they're going to do what's in their best interest. Period. And even the things that they do that seem like they're not in their best interest, like it's some sort of selfless act. It's really not a selfless act. You know, they're doing it because they want somebody to reciprocate that feeling. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing a terrible job at this. But anyway, um, the bottom line is the people that fucked you over and did you wrong, man, they were doing the best they fucking could. And if you were born in their skin and you saw the world the way that they saw the world, you would do the same shit. So, um, you know, try to, try to, uh, try to forgive them. That doesn't mean you got to hang out with them and be buddies with them and all that shit. It just means like, don't hate them. Just realize, hey man, they're just people too. They're doing the best they can. And there's really no reason to like, you know, harbor these uh, hard feelings and this resentment. And, um, and, and I can tell you, I personally struggled with this shit, man. I, I can hold a grudge with the fucking best of them. I'm not going to lie. And, um, I, you know, I knew it really wasn't good for my mental health to do so, but man, it seems like you're not really in control of that shit too much. You know, it's just, I mean, it's hard not to stay pissed, but, um, you know, looking at it through this, you got to step outside of yourself 
and um and like I said, you, you got to really put yourself in somebody else's shoes, and that's really hard to do. Because a lot of times we think we put ourselves in their shoes, but we really haven't. I mean, we put ourselves in their shoes. You got to put yourself into themselves, and then put themselves into their shoes. In other words, you have to see things the way exactly the way they see it, or try to. And that's true empathy, and that is really really hard to do. And um, but it is possible, you know. You just gotta, like I said, take it one step further. Realize, man. Not only are they different and have they lived a different life, but because of that life, they see the world completely different than you see it. And um, they're going to feel things different. Um, Things that don't mean shit to you are going to be a big deal to them. All sorts of shit. It just never ends. But the bottom line is, we're all fucking people and we're all doing the best we can. So, you know, cut each other some fucking slack. You know, fuck, whatever. Mom didn't love you enough. You know, maybe she had a fucking tough job. You know, she had fucking career demands and shit. You know, who knows? You know, a lot of this shit makes sense too. the older you get and you get perspective on like life and you realize like, you know, these people that you thought had it all together. Well, now they're you. You know, when you're a little kid and you're looking up, you're, you're, you think your parents know everything. You think they're in control. Man, they don't know shit. They're just as fucking lost as you are. They're just bigger. Got more bills. <laughs> how fucking true is that? You know? How many of us are walking around? Yeah, we got it all figured out. But, um, yeah. Anyway, that, um, that revelation is really just seeing things from... Truly seeing things from other people's perspective and realizing that all of us, if we had lived everybody else's life, we'd be them. We would be them. And they could easily be us if they had lived our life. You know, we're all the same. I don't know if that makes sense or not. I don't know if it helps or not, but it helped me. It helped me let go of some shit that um, I, I needed to let go of. And uh, it made it, it, it made, it made sense. And a lot of that was um, the reason I didn't want to let it go was because I kept seeing things like done. To me, and it doesn't have anything to do with me. Those people were just fucking doing their own shit. They didn't have anything to do with me. They weren't doing it against me. They were just living. And uh, I kind of happened to be in the way. I don't know. That's an easy way to... That's a weird way of saying it. But, you know, I shouldn't have taken a lot of shit that I took personal, personal. You know. All right. And all right. on a completely unrelated note, we're going to switch gears here quite a bit. Um, I told Victoria... A long time ago, not a long time ago, I don't know, month month or two ago, that uh, I was thinking about starting up a new religion. And um, uh, it got me thinking, and somehow I ended up on thinking about the Jesus and that... 
this is what I really believe. I don't know if Jesus existed or not, but if he did exist, I think he was just a dude. I think he was just a man. And this man um, decided that he was going to send out this message of unconditional love. Love everybody, regardless of who they are. Now, also, that requires you to forgive everybody for the wrongs that they've done. So forgive everybody, love everybody, and just love them just for the sake of you. You're not expecting anything in return. You're just showing everybody on earth unconditional love. And that was his message. And that was it. That, um, yeah, there wasn't anything to feel guilty about or, um, um, we were all good. We're all people. And, um, you know, that was it. Just love your neighbor. And then uh, he died. And his message was um, well received. And his teachings started to spread. And then, of course, as humans do, you know, we made little churches and groups because we're tribal in nature. And then we had people that were in charge of those groups the chiefs, and then those chiefs, they liked the they liked being in charge. And what they f- figured out that they liked being in they liked being in control of people. And slowly over time, they twisted his message to uh, include this. You know, submit clause. You got to submit to Jesus, and He's the Son of God, and you got to go through the Pope, and blah blah blah. And if you don't, you're going to go to hell. And I don't think Jesus, man, I don't think He said anything about hell. I think they made that shit up. I think everything in the Bible that's not based on love and forgiveness is bullshit. And everything that's based on fear and guilt was added by some people that just wanted to control um, their congregation or whoever. It just doesn't ring true to me. And this makes total sense. The, the fact that we believe in hell, and there's like a large percentage of the population that believes like, there's some fiery pit like God went through all the trouble to make you just so he could throw you into this pit of fire and you suffer forever. That's about the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of. So, um, yeah, I have decided I'm going to start my own church. And it's going to be the IDK Tabernacle. I don't know. I don't know if there's a God. I don't know shit, but we're going to try to love each other and forgive each other. And I'm going to start this bitch up in Colorado. Everybody's got to take two fistfuls of mushrooms before they come to church. Tithing is 5% of your annual income. I mean, come on. I don't, don't think I wasn't going to start up a religion and not ask for money. You know, if you thought that, then 
<laughs> anyway, um, but I'm only tie. I'm only requesting five percent, which is half of. I mean, that's you know, would would you go to a half price sale if uh you know we were selling Eternal Paradise? I got Eternal Paradise on sale, fifty percent off. I'm thinking the store is going to be packed. IDK Tabernacle. We're going to meet Sundays. We are never going to go late. Um, we're never going to have this shit during the Super Bowl or any holidays. Um, shit's going to be lit. We're going to... Everybody's going to show up, trip their balls off, hug each other, and uh, maybe we'll have some damn wild sex parties and shit too. Who knows? I don't know. See, that's what I mean. IDK Tabernacle. I don't know. We'll just see what the fuck happens. But we're going to love each other and forgive each other and, you know, realize that, hey, we're, we're all in the same fucking boat and we're all just doing our best. So, uh, who's with me? Who's with me?